much for joining us today on episode number 156 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So gratitude, it's one of those buzzwords out there nowadays that tells you if you're just grateful for everything in your life, your life is going to be so much better. And that is very true. But oftentimes we focus on the positive things to be grateful for. So today we're going to challenge that and ask you to be grateful for the challenges as well. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so gratitude. We're going to be talking about some gratitude today, and I am thankful for you, Kevin Brown. Well, gee, thanks. (laughs) I'm thankful for you. (laughs) So we do practice gratitude in our household, and if you've read any personal development books or been exposed to social media. I mean, it's it's everywhere nowadays. It's right? all over the place. We have a slew of gratitude journals throughout the house. We like do. It's, it's all over the place in here. It is. And so the whole idea, if, if this is a new concept to you, the whole idea is that you can basically completely shift your mindset by focusing on being grateful for things in your life, right? By, by expressing gratitude, by seeing the positive side, by being grateful for what you have. Right. Like don't, don't wake up in the morning and be like, oh, it's another day. Like wake up and be like, oh, it's another day. Come up with something grateful. And you know, that's sort of the guideline is have a gratitude journal, start and end your day with gratitude. If you start it with gratitude, the whole rest of the day just has a much more positive outlook on it. Right. Because you start your brain focusing on that, right? Like, and this is the, the whole idea of like reprogramming our brain and how mindset is so important. So today we're going to talk about about the concept of gratitude and of course how that applies to our running okay so gratitude has become a, a part of our natural family life okay so we started a gratitude practice at dinner time that we've been doing for quite a while now and basically every night at dinner we sit around the table and we say okay everybody has to say one thing that they're grateful for yes and there's there's rules on this very careful rules is there always have to be with small children that you can't repeat anything mm-hmm. you can repeat but you can, you have to also offer a new thing as well which then had to get the second rule of you're only allowed to say one thing just because you can't take the like shotgun approach of i'm thankful for this and this and this and this and wipe out everybody else's gratitude well you have to say one thing at a time yep. and then we can circle back to you if, you, sure. if there's more but yeah that that was a funny one <laughs> like we decided we were going to do this and then the little one was like i'm grateful for and then she would say 10 things and the big one's like Dude, you took all my things. Those are all of the things I Those was are, grateful for today. Yeah, because they, they would usually, you know, we usually mention something about the day. Like the the rule, they, they can choose, you know, I'm thankful for my friend or my mom or my dad. But we like for them to think of something specifically from that day that they're thankful for. So, you know, if it is, say, my dad, it's uh, I'm thankful that I got to read with dad today. Like, it was something very specific about that day. So if we have a really fun day and we, like, go to the beach or we go do things, like – that they all they both want to mention those things. Right. So, so we had to limit them to one. You can't mention every <laughs> single aspect of the day, especially in the you know, when we were first getting locked down. Like yeah. if we did a thing during the day, it was like, Well that's We that's left the, thing. the house today. That was the one thing we were grateful <laughs> for. So but that's that's what we wanted to talk about. Like that's really the the gist of it of kind of the tricky part of gratitude is the kids would get into this argument of, oh, that's the thing that happened during the day that I was grateful for. Right. As though there was a limit on it. Well, there was only one thing yeah. that happened that Just day. Just one thing. Yeah. You've been awake for 12 hours. You found one thing that you had any sort of gratitude towards. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. But that's so much of what happens is the kids basically look at the gratitude practice that we do during dinner as what was the highlight of your day? Right, but and I think that that's what a lot of people do though, right? Like a lot of people when they start a gratitude practice, they start thinking about the things that they're grateful for. I'm grateful for my spouse, I'm grateful for my children, I'm grateful for my mom, like and they you kind of like tackle those bigger things and a lot of people if they do, you know, start the gratitude journal, it, they'll probably find some repeats. 
you know, after a couple of days or they might find it difficult to come up with new things at the beginning because your brain hasn't been running that way. So once you get into it and part of the benefit of this, of this and if you do make these kind of arbitrary rules for yourself, <laughs> um, you know, you, you start to notice more things in your life to be grateful for. So like if you say, okay, I'm not allowed to repeat this week or this month or this year or whatever it might be, then you start to look at four things to be grateful for during the day that you can then write down in your journal either that night or the next morning whenever you decide to do it. Right. That's a trick. I mean, if you're putting down a thing every morning and every evening and you're not allowed to repeat over the course of the year, Mm -hmm. you got 700 things that you need to come up with gratitude for without repeating. Yeah. That's that's a lot. And that's great, right? I mean, think about how much better your life is going to be if you can literally name 700 things that you're grateful for. And that's just probably scraping the surface. Right. But it certainly kind of prevents the, I'm grateful for my spouse over and over again. Like you can't just keep saying gratitude for the people immediately in your vicinity. Like that. Notice that's how I started the episode. I I know. But you can't then repeat that the next day and right. the next day. And you should be grateful for those those people, those things. That's great. But there's more that you can be grateful. So mm-hmm. we tried to add an extra thing to it. And yeah. it's had varying success. Well, we've been a little inconsistent with it too. But I think it, it's very beneficial in a lot of ways too. So we started adding in, okay, now let's name a, something that we struggled with today. Okay. And, and then... We, we started it off as like a gratitude and the girls kind of gave us a lot of funny looks like you want us to be grateful for our struggles? That doesn't even make sense. But like we kind of started it off because our littlest daughter kind of has this image of our older daughter as being perfect, yes. right? And and how she's so perfect. She never does anything wrong, this and that. I'm like, oh, that's not true, you know? And so we kind of wanted to humanize life a little bit more too. And, and yes, gratitude is great and it's it's great to see the highlight reel, but that's not real life. Real life is filled with struggles. It's filled with the good stuff too, but there's also a lot of things that we struggle with. And I think that as parents, it's really important for us to teach our children how to talk through those things and how to recognize when there is struggle and then what to do about them. And it's the same thing for running. Like it's also very important for us to see those struggles and figure out what we can learn for those from those things. So, you know, today that's what we kind of want to start to focus on a little bit more. Like, sure, we we all are probably grateful when we have a good run, right? I don't, I don't think that's very hard to do. No, no, you get a group of runners together and you're like, oh, how was your day? Oh, it was great. I had a great run. Like that's that's the start of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm thankful for my spouse if yep. they're standing there and then I'm grateful for my run. <laughs> <laughs> and But that... That was yours today at dinner. I think it was. Um, But mine, you know, really actually reflected more of this episode is I was grateful for my run and it didn't go great. This morning. This morning. Yeah. And in in my opinion, like we'll not worry about the numbers and paces I was going, but relative to what I was expecting going into it, I learned a lot off of that run. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for that, but I was not grateful for what the watch was telling me. Right. And so, you know... We have done a previous episode on gratitude. I forget which one it is. Um, We'll have to go back and look, and we can link that up in the show notes. 67. Oh, you already looked it up. Perfect. Episode 67 was also on gratitude. And we talked about, you know, starting your day with gratitude, starting your run with gratitude, and then, you know, just allowing the gratitude to naturally flow throughout the day, right, to help with that positive way of thinking. Right, like don't force the gratitude, but if you start your day with the, the positive frame of mind, it'll keep showing up throughout the day. And then you do it again the next day, you do it again the next day. If you always start with gratitude, you notice that you don't have to force the gratitude, that it starts showing back up throughout the day mm-hmm. because that's just the way that you're directing your mind. I wonder if gratitude by the end of this episode is going to be one of those words that doesn't make sense anymore. No, 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 we're totally good on this You one. know how like if you say a word too many times... Or try and spell it. Yeah. Yes. It just like doesn't make sense. It's not even a real word. Yeah, not a real word anymore. So, you know, as as many benefits as gratitude has, there are also some limitations, right? Because if we're always just focusing on gratitude, sometimes some people um, can use gratitude and positivity 
to basically ignore what's really going on, right? Like to ignore the challenges, to ignore the troubles and the stumbles and those things that happen along the way. Cause you're like, Oh, just put on a mindset of happiness and positivity. And like, you don't like sometimes people that have that like uppity, you know, everything is going to be great kind of attitude, just kind of try to glaze over everything. Right. So that's, it's like the, the social media version of gratitude <laughs> is my life is awesome yeah. because that's what I post pictures of. Mm-hmm. Like I post pictures of the awesomeness and I am grateful for all of these things. Mm-hmm. And let's just ignore the rest of the day. Like right. let's focus on these five minutes you know, throughout the entire day, like these 30 seconds here, those 15 seconds over there. Mm -hmm. Look, I made a video. It was a whole minute long. And that's what I'm (laughs) grateful for. The other 23 hours and change. No, we'll ignore that part. Well, you only need to post one post a day on Instagram. Oh, okay. Or on social media. And then you're good to go. Perfect. And then it shows that that day was a positive day for you. Positive day. So you find the one thing out of the day. The one minute out of the day. The one minute. (laughs) Oh, look at that sunset. Snap a picture, grateful for the sunset. Yeah. And as though that's that's the only thing that you could be grateful for. That's not how it works. Like there is it is, it is one option. It's it just not option. the full picture, and that's what we're arguing today. Right. That's what I'm saying, is that's not that's not the way that the whole gratitude mindset is supposed to work. It's not supposed to ignore the rest of life and just say, I only am going to look at the good things. Like you need to, I think, completely overturn what gratitude means. You can be grateful for every single thing that shows up in your life. And I'd argue not that just you could, that you should be grateful for everything that shows up in your life. Absolutely. Because when we have the difficulties, that's when we learn more, right? They, there's a there's a line out there that says success is the worst teacher, right? Yes. Like how much do you actually learn when everything is, you know, perfect and you're successful and things are going great like we don't tend to learn much when that because you're just kind of going along with the flow you're too busy celebrating too busy celebrating right and and that's great but it's just not what reality is for most people like you know and if if you think that someone has that life they're probably not telling you the whole story they're doing a real good job of hiding you definitely don't know the whole story right because we all have struggles it's real life and so if we take those struggles and we just glaze over them with gratitude, then we're not going to learn the lesson that we need to learn. If we actually take a look at some of those struggles, some of those stumbling blocks, these obstacles, then we can try to learn the lesson from them and then we can be grateful for those challenges because they are the things that are showing us these lessons that we desperately need to learn in our lives. Right. So, you know, school's just started for In and are running. Yes. Um, from, from a a personal perspective on this one, school's just started and we're doing in class and virtual. So I'm live streaming my class all day long. I have to keep opening up meetings and I've got a headset and microphone that I'm going. It's really quite the get up. And, um, I've got teachers, some of my coworkers that their microphones aren't working. So they've got eight kids trying to watch them at home, but they're, they're completely silent. Oh gosh. And then some of the cameras are blurry so that you can't see anything on the screen or the teacher's talking and you can hear them, but there's an echo. And you know, some of the kids can't access all where the homework is being supposed to be turned in. And even the kids that I've got in class can't view certain things or passwords aren't working. Right. So and there's I, obstacles. So I told the kids, I want as many obstacles showing up right now as possible. Okay. And they're like, why would, what, that sounds awful. I'm like, well, but all of these technical difficulties are coming. So I just want them all knocked out right now. Mm-hmm. Can we just have as many technical problems as we can for the next two weeks and then just move along and start learning some things. Well, because then tech has time to figure out what to do, yes. fix it, and then you can move on. Yeah, I don't... I mean, wa- the first two weeks are kind of worthless anyway. <laughs> the review... I shouldn't say worthless, it's but... worthless, but... You know, there's a lot of review. You're getting to know the kids. You don't know everybody's names. Now you can only see eyes. I don't know anybody's name I because I can only see their eyes. And they all wear black masks. They all have the exact same, like, <laughs> matching generic masks because they're not allowed to have, like, any personality on their mask. You right. can't have logos and stuff on it. So all I've got is eyes. It's, it's brutal. Um... But I I said I want all of these difficulties because the more difficulties we have, the faster we can get to trying to fix the difficulties. 
And yes, all of this is review because most of them missed the fourth quarter last year when we all went on lockdown in the first place. Oh, that's so true. So how are these things related to running, right? So we can show gratitude for these lessons that are presented to us through our challenges. And this is definitely not an easy thing to do because when we're in it, it's very hard to see the positive side a lot of times, right? It it, it can be very awkward to be like, oh, I'm thankful for that crappy run that I had today. Like you felt awful on the run, right? You go out, it's supposed to be an easy run. You're like, okay, cool. I got an easy run going out and you just go out and it just feels terrible. It's hot outside. It's humid. I know I've had a lot of these runs in the last couple weeks and it's like, why does this feel so hard? My typical easy pace is feeling way harder than it should. Yeah. I mean, you've got that on the easy one. What about the hard workout Mm -hmm. where you've got, you know, the times you're supposed to hit and you've got, I don't know, let's just make up a workout six times a half mile and you come up short on rep one. That's not, that's not going to go well. Yeah. You know, like if you, you were pushing it on rep one, you're like, I've totally got this and you miss and you try the second one and you, you miss again. Like this workout is not going well. It's difficult while you're in it to be like, I am grateful for this. Mm -hmm. It feels awkward and it feels forced. But if you can say it out loud, your brain will start saying, yes, you, you are grateful. It may be a little confused as to why you're grateful, (laughs) but it'll start trying to come up with reasons as to why you're grateful. Say it out loud. Be like, I am grateful for this situation. And your brain will start figuring out why, why you should be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And it'll put it together. It'll, it'll help you find the lesson that you're supposed to learn. Right. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting because like I said, like I've been struggling a little bit with my running lately. And so I've been trying to figure out why that's been happening. And so it has allowed me to really take a better look at what I've been doing over the last couple of months. Like, I'm like, I do not feel like I'm in as good a shape as I thought I was. And it's like, okay, well, let's take a look at what I've been doing. And I'm like, oh, well right there and right there and oh there's this thing. And then there's that thing. So it's get, it's allowing me to look and become a lot more clear on what exactly has been happening. Because I think that I was kind of, overlooking a lot of it like I was like yeah I'm still training I'm still following a plan it's like oh but I didn't do the speed workout on that day and oh I didn't do this on that day and oh I'm sedentary way more than I ever have been before (laughs) because I'm working from home and I don't get out and I'm not you know doing as much as I used to be doing oh and there's this oh and it's summertime and there's you know there's all of these things that when I actually I started struggling and it was the struggle that made me stop pause and take a look at what was actually happening in my training. Right. But if you're just so frustrated and angry at it and you're trying to pretend that it doesn't exist because you're only looking at the happy things during the day, Mm. like I'm happy that I ran today and ignoring the fact that you felt cruddy during the entire time, you're just like, no, 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 it's, it was fine. It's going to be okay. It's good. I'm going to put a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You can accept that it was a bad run. You can accept that you felt bad during the run and still have great gratitude for it. You can still be grateful for it. It, it's that attitude that allows you to then look into it. If you're just so frustrated, you don't want to look back at a workout with it while you're still angry about it. You don't want to look back at a run while you're well. It still annoys you mm-hmm. because looking back at it, you're like, no, 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 I already pretended that it was over and that I'm, I'm okay with it. Going back into it brings the emotions back up. So if the emotion that you're able to, to look back at it is gratitude, is there is a lesson in here that I am being taught, I'm going to go find it. That's a much more positive way to go at it. Mm-hmm, for sure. So when, when we start to look at the challenges in our lives and try to find the gratitude in them then, you know, it, it, it is awkward at first, right? So we talk about workouts, oh, super right? Super awkward. It's, it's, it's tough to do sometimes, definitely during a workout. It is easier afterwards, I think. When we, like Kevin said, after the anger part has passed or that frustration has passed and you can kind of like detach emotionally from it and just take an objective look at what's going on, it can be very, very helpful. But this can also apply to the rest of our lives. Like what if you're sitting in traffic, you know, like 
so far traffic around here has been pretty good because the public there's schools, no school buses. Yeah, this, the public schools haven't started yet, you know, so there's not too much of that. But, you know, what if you, instead of like being angry, like a lot of people are faced with road rage, right? Like they are just literally so angry in, if they get stuck in a traffic jam and it ruins their whole day. Like they get to work and they're at work late and then they're angry and then they're just like, you know, very reactive. Then that trickles down. It's right. it's the opposite of starting your day by writing something in a gratitude journal. I used to get annoyed when I'd like, I'd, I'd miss a red light and I'd get like really mad at it yeah. as though somehow my anger was going to turn the light green faster. Mm-hmm. Now, I can Anger's watch... usually red, not green. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I can watch people around me and, like, I can see them get so frustrated and I'm like, what? That's not going to make anything go faster. That's yeah. not going to change the light. That's not going to... St- that person already cut you off. You honking at him is not going to suddenly make them not have just cut you off. Right. It already happened. Yeah, I mean, like, going back to the traffic jam, too, like, so being grateful for traffic right being grateful why in the world would you ever be grateful for traffic well you know you could be grateful that you weren't a half an hour earlier and involved in that accident that was causing the traffic jam in the first place okay i mean you don't know of course whether or not that would have been you but there's you're you're not in it now you're you're currently not in it currently not in it you also have a little extra time to just calmly sit and with your thoughts and, mm-hmm. and reflect on what – it gives you a moment to pause. Or listen to an awesome podcast. Sure. That's a good one too. But it gives you that time instead of just this constant rush. I've got to get to work as fast as I possibly can. And then I've got to rush my way through work so that I can rush my way back home mm-hmm. and spend a little bit of time with my kids so that I can rush them off to bed. Just breathe for a second and be like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I can't really do anything about this right now, so I might as well just pause and relax and enjoy this brief period of time. Maybe your day is super, super hectic and very, very noisy and stuck in that traffic jam. Just turn the music off, turn turn stuff off, turn us back on in a second, but just pause for a few moments and just enjoy some peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's really nice. Yeah, and it can take you off of autopilot too, right? Yeah. Because like so many times when we, especially if it's the same commute to work every day, you just like jump in the car and you just go. And half the time, you don't even know how you got there. Like, you know, it's like, we... Looks like I'm here. Yeah, our brains are just on autopilot because you do the same thing time after time. So maybe that traffic jam is the pause that you need in your life for whatever reason that day. Like, maybe you need time to sit and think about something, like something else that's going on in your life. If you want to think about your running or a family issue or who knows what. Like, that's traffic jam is now giving you the space and the time to do that it also just helps you work on your own patience Mm -hmm. you know which which leads to another one of how do you be grateful for that family member that coworker that frustrates you all the time (laughs) maybe they're also designed to help you work on your patience yeah they're designed to help you work on your communication skills you know they're designed to help you prioritize people and events inside of your life you've got all sorts of things that you could, that it seems like are struggles and challenges that at first it will be awkward to say, oh, I'm so grateful for so-and-so. And you're almost laughing to yourself to say it. <laughs> but say it out loud a few times and your brain will start coming up with exactly why you're grateful for that person. Like, I, I challenge you to say these things out loud. As awkward as it may seem, especially the first couple of times, to be like, I'm grateful for that person. <laughs> no. Say it again. And, and really mean it when you say it. And your brain will start putting together exactly why you're grateful for them. I think that's such an interesting perspective and I think that, I mean, I don't know if anybody has ever done this and if you have, please let us know because I think that this is, that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, you know, I think it's, it's difficult to do this, to express gratitude for challenging events and challenging people in our lives, especially if they're people that are going to be in your life for a while that don't have, you know, an end to, an end date to, like if that's a family member or, you know, a longtime coworker. But by expressing that gratitude, it actually helps your brain become more open to diving into that challenge, whatever it might be. So 
essentially your brain is kind of drawn to the thing that it sees as a positive that that you are telling it like yes we should go here like we need to be grateful for this person this thing this workout right this run um whatever it might be like okay if I'm going to tell my brain, if I'm going to tell myself that I am grateful for this, then let's let's go explore that a little bit more because it's going to help you avoid just ignoring that problem and just hoping it's going to disappear. It's going to allow your brain to be more open to tackling that challenge head on. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish that I had this sort of philosophy when I was racing in high school to have gratitude for the people that I'm racing against, mm-hmm. even on the days that they beat me across the line to still be grateful for that person. I know it's been a while since it happened, but the last race I ran back in January, I was grateful for the kid that I was running with for several miles of it. Like I was happy to have some company on the run and then he fell off and I'm like, oh, well now I'm grateful to be in front of that kid. And then he came back and freaking caught me and then (laughs) ran away from me. And I'm like, well, I'm grateful that I have somebody that I can chase after now. Was that actually going through your head while you were running? It's not the immediate thought. Right. At first, things can go negative, but it's so much easier for me now to flip them. I know in high school, very much, like if I was in a pack and anybody started pulling ahead and I tried to go with them and the legs were just not responding... It's really difficult at the time to be like, yep, I am grateful for that person. But right now I can be like, I'm grateful that they're showing me where I need to work. Like, oh, that guy started pulling away at this point. That's my weakness. They threw in a surge at this point. That's the kind of weakness I've got. I was with them until we hit the downhill. I should practice more downhill. I was with them until we hit the uphill. Turns out I need to work on the uphill. Like, it helps highlight weaknesses that you have. Mm -hmm. Other people, other competitors that you're going up against. Shoot, if you go through certain training plans, you have certain aspects of the plan, whether it's a long run or the speed workout. You used to really dislike the tempo runs. If you lean into those... If you see them as a challenge, but a challenge that you can be grateful for because it highlights your weakness, it lets you then work on that. Instead of just being annoyed by it and then pretending that it doesn't exist, lean into it Mm -hmm. and your weakness can now become a strength for you. Yeah, it's true. And that is definitely something true about me, you know, personally about how I definitely used to hate the tempo runs. They're still not my favorite thing, I will be completely honest, but now when I see them, I'm like, oh, yay, and I try to reframe it into more of a positive thing because, like you said, I know that because I was negatively looking at those things that that was evidence that I needed to lean into that because that is my weakness that it was my weakness it still is the the weaker area of my running is holding that steadier you know that tempo pace for that longer period of time like I love speed work when I can get those short fast bursts of speed in holding it for a sustained period of time is not I'm not as strong at those kinds of things so I know that that's what I need to work on so the words that we use to ourselves are extremely powerful right because If I tell myself, oh, I hate tempo runs, I'm going to have to go do this, like I'm already walking into that workout with a negative frame of mind, right? So our brain responds to like the messages or I should say our our outer world basically responds to the messages that our brain tells ourselves, right? So if we tell ourselves that this workout is going to suck, guess what's going to happen? Like it's more likely that that workout is not going to go well than it than it's going to be that it's going to go well and just completely blow your negative expectations out of the water. Wow, I totally did not expect that. It's right. just not how the world responds to Right, it. because like Sometimes we can surprise ourselves in a positive way. Like that definitely does happen. Like sometimes we go into a race or a workout and we're like, okay, I don't know if this is going to go so well. I don't know if it's really, I'm really feeling it, but I'm going to go out there and do my best. Like if you can come at it with that, then a lot of times we do surprise ourselves. We can 
you know, create a more positive outcome for ourselves. But if we go in just totally negative and knowing, oh, I know this is going to be terrible, then it's probably going to be terrible. Well, because we go beyond this is going to be terrible. Like, to stick back to your, like, tempo run. Oh, it's a tempo run. This is going to be terrible. Because tempo runs always go terrible mm-hmm. for me. Because I'm not good at tempo runs. Because I'm not really even that good of a runner. Mm. And it just keeps trickling down yeah. until you get this really negative base level that it's all stemming from. If you start higher from that, then it slips over towards the positive side. Like, you've got to start from the positive frame of mind of, you're a runner, you're going to go out there and do the best that you possibly can. You can have a question mark with how well that's going to turn out, Mm -hmm. but you can't come at it with, this is going to be awful because I'm awful. You've already, it's done. Like, you've stated it, you're not going to be good because you've told yourself, not only is the workout going to go poorly, but you've given it a reason. It's going to go poorly because I'm not good at this kind of workout. Right. And this is like conversations that we have with our kids all the time, you know. Um, But, you know, back to the tempo, it's like, so I've decided that... I need these more because because I don't like them, that means I should be doing them more. And that is one thing that I realized recently that I have been neglecting. That you just removed from the schedule. I have removed that. No wonder I'm not feeling that great when I go out on my runs, you know, because I've just t- taken and kind of ignored that aspect of my training. Um, so I do need to just do that more because that's what my body needs. That's what I need to practice because that's where my weakness lies. So instead of saying, I don't like tempo runs, I hate tempo runs, I'm not good at them. I say, I love tempo runs because they're, they are what are going to help make me a stronger runner. So just trying to reframe that. And I am grateful for tempo runs for making me a stronger runner. Right. Because your words are remarkably powerful. Whether you say them out loud or you're just saying them to yourself, they're still there. You're still having that thought. And if you tell yourself that the tempo runs are not good, or you tell yourself that the strength is not necessary, or you tell yourself that, you know, the the high level speed is for other people it's not really i don't need to do that kind of a workout those are that's for faster runners well right there you took you said i'm a slow runner like you didn't you said that workout is for faster runners but the flip side of that what you're really doing is putting the negative frame on that of i'm not fast enough i'm not good enough to do that kind of workout and so then you're not going to see the benefits of doing that kind of workout mm. When right now, uh, so many people without races on the schedule are just sort of like floating through and uh, I guess I'll do this kind of run, maybe do this kind of run. There's not a lot of focus on it. And when it lacks focus, people then start leaning into the workouts that they enjoy more. Mm -hmm. You enjoy the workouts that you're good at. That's not necessarily the ones that you need to be doing on a regular basis. You can, you need to sprinkle them in yeah. because you have to keep the positive. Like you, It's great to have workouts that you can crush, but you also have to have the workouts that you struggle with mm-hmm. because that's the ones that you gain the greatest benefit from. Like, like we already said, the success doesn't necessarily teach a great lesson. The struggles teach the lessons. The struggles also help literally have better physiological changes inside of your body. Like (laughs) if you're not stressing yourself enough, then you're not going to make the change. Yeah, that's true. And I think that that's an important thing for us to look at. Like it is for sure, like it is important for us to have those periods of time where we're doing enjoyable things. Like I just want to go out and I want to run for fun. Like I want to do some workouts that I like. And all of that is good for a period of time. I think the issue then comes if we do start ignoring those things that are harder for us. And then we sit there and wonder why we're not getting better or why we're not getting faster or why it seems like we're even regressing in our fitness levels. Right. And everybody, like if you look at all the different things that you should be putting into your running routine, and there's a whole lot of them, you know that there are aspects of the routine that you enjoy and there are aspects that you do because you know they're worthwhile. Yeah. So, and even if you don't know why they're worthwhile, somebody probably put them into your training plan because they were worthwhile. They are worthwhile. So if you're on a training plan that you trust or, you know, have a coach that you trust, then you know that you got to do it because there's a reason it's there. There's a reason why it's sitting there. But in the time where it's like, yeah, but I don't have a race on the schedule, so it'll be okay if I don't do that. And suddenly, maybe you've pointed out a lot of your dislike of tempo runs. 
I don't have a race on schedule. I'm like, oh, well, I don't have a race. I don't really need to do the strength training as much as, as I normally do yeah. because it'll be okay because I'm not training at the same level. Turns out, no, that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you're hurt mm-hmm. and you can't just leap back to training at the level you want because you've injured yourself. Well, and you also have to look at the big picture, right? Like, yes, unfortunately, it looks like 2020 is not a year of racing for pretty much anybody. Like, unless you got some stuff in before all of this hit us, you know, earlier this year, most people don't have races in 2020. No, there's not not a full marathon season. Right. So we're hoping that 2021 is going to happen and that things will start to go back to quote unquote normal. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever go back to exactly the way they were, but let's, let's hope so, right? Let's hope that we can get back to racing in 2021. Um, and so I think that that's when it's also important to kind of keep that bigger picture in mind, right? Like even, Though you don't have something on the calendar this year, you still need that goal. You need, you still need that thing to work towards, whether that's just, you know, increasing your longer runs and increasing your mileage so that you're better prepared when you do finally have a race, whether that's putting a virtual race on your calendar so that you can go out and challenge yourself, even if you don't actually tow the physical line and put a, you know, bib on the front of your shirt. Like you can still find ways to challenge yourself so that you can keep that motivation alive. Right. And you challenge yourself, but you do it from this positive mind frame. You know, if you go out, you run a virtual race, it might not be the PR because it's got a whole different setting, but you have to come out and be like, look, I'm going to do the best that I physically can on this day, given these circumstances. And honestly, that's how we should be racing anyway. Instead of saying, I have to hit this number on the clock, otherwise I'm a giant failure at running. No, what you should do is say, I'm going to go out there and push as best as I can. I'm going to race as well as I can. And when I cross the finish line, if I know that I've tried really hard for this whole race, that's a win. And hopefully the number on the clock comes along with it. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of people right now, especially in 2020, are focusing a lot on the negative, right? They're focusing on this race gets canceled and that race got canceled. I'm not even doing this. And like, it's very easy to focus on the negative sometimes. Um, But it's important for us to then take that step back and understand that every situation in our lives is designed to move us along the path to success, even if we might not be able to see it at the time. So what has this break from races given to you? Like maybe there was kind of a chronic injury that you were dealing with and this is allowing you time to actually rehab it without having to train for another race. Maybe this is time that you can safely build your mileage up so that you can train for that half marathon or marathon or whatever length of a race that you want to train for down the road. Like without that pressure of having to do it right now, this year. Like maybe it's this time has given you the ability to take a step back and see a bigger picture, which maybe you've never really done before. I know, but it sounds so awkward to say. I mean, we said at the beginning, I'm grateful for the traffic I'm sitting in. Yeah. Just to just make the statement, I'm grateful for 2020 seems uncomfortable. (laughs) I know. Like it feels weird to let those words fall out, Mm but say it out loud and your brain will start finding the things of this situation that you're in that you are actually grateful for. If you just keep saying, I'm grateful for 2020, I'm grateful for this year, I'm grateful for these circumstances, your brain will start finding the things in there. It'll start showing you the lesson of, yes, you should be grateful because this is what you've learned. You know, maybe like you said, it's time to rehab, it's time to not just jump from race to race and barely hold on. And I guess if I pop a couple Advil and throw an ice pack on it, that that injury is not really that bad of an injury. Mm -hmm. You can change your running routine because there aren't the deadlines with the lack of racing. Right. And so like you said, if if you're looking at a workout, like don't tell yourself that you're not going to be able to hit the paces because your brain's going to follow the directions and you're not going to probably be able to hit those paces. Like, like I said, sometimes we do surprise ourselves, but like, set yourself up for more success, right? Like understand that like, hey, this is the workout. This is what, this is what we have to do. Like I know that this is one of the 
brain strategies I use um, and one of the mindset strategies I use during harder workouts, I just tell myself, I'm like, get on board. This is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing. Like, that's it. Like, there is no out. Like, I don't allow myself to have that out. I'm like, get on board. This is what we're doing today. This is the interval. You're going to do the best you can for this one. Like, and I almost cut my run short yesterday, like, which I never do. Like, I, if I have a workout on my calendar, I, I do it. I, most of the time I hit it, like, and sometimes I don't, but that, I do not like it when that happens. And I almost cut after, I was supposed to do five intervals. I almost, at the end of the fourth, I go, I'm done. Like, I even said it out loud. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm done. And then, like, my friend took off, and so that she was going in the opposite direction, but I was going to cut it short. But then I didn't tell her that I was going to do it. So then I had to go run after her to, like, tell her and find her, like, so that she knew that I was not going to be going back the same direction as her. And so by the time I got down and found her and I was like well shoot I might as well do the fifth one and if I don't hit the pace oh well but I'm just gonna go ahead and see what I have for this last one so I did do the fifth one which was fantastic but it was like one of those things where I was ready to give up but I just said okay today I'm just gonna give it what I have and I went into it with that sense of curiosity which is another you know mindset tool that we can use it's a little bit different than gratitude um but it sometimes going into it with that you know, okay, let's see what I have for this last one. Um, without that expectation, without that negative thought and trying to bring in a little bit more of that positive attitude kind of helped to reset my brain and allow me to hit that last interval. Right. It also helps if you know the the point of various workouts, like is the benefit of the workout to try and hit that really fast pace? Okay. Well, if you're not feeling it, then maybe you need to add in a little extra recovery so that you can keep trying to hit that fast pace. Mm -hmm. Is the workout really just supposed to be mentally grueling because it's designed to build that mental discipline to try and hang on with whatever you can when everything in your body is screaming to shut down? You're not allowed. Was that the point of my workout yesterday? No, your workout was a run (laughs) test. So there's. Oh, it was? The point was to test. You didn't tell me it was a run test. Well, yeah, I know. Things get tricky when you announce it's a run test beforehand. Oh, um, man. It's, it's a chance to see what you've got. <laughs> if you go into a workout and it's one of those mental discipline, don't shut down. And I've, I've done this on some of our like personalized clients. I'm like, this workout is going to be tough. You may completely fall off the pace by the end. You have to still do the workout. It says hit six reps. It says hit eight reps, whatever it is. I don't care how slow they are at the end. You need to hit all of the reps. Just keep hanging on. Because eventually, there's going to be a race. And if you signed up and you're going to do a half marathon, ooh, I hit mile eight and it's starting to get hard. You don't get to just stop at that point. Mm. There's miles still to go. Like you still have to go. And sometimes there's workouts and the appropriate move is to stop. I've been in those workouts. I had one a few months ago. I was going to do mile repeats and I did the first one. And I was like, I am not doing mile repeats. I had four planned. Mm -hmm. I cut it after one because it was not happening. And there was like sharp pain and dizziness. It was like everything that could be going wrong that are like the big warning signs of don't do this thing. They're all flashing. Then there's that's other... different. Yeah, that, that that's dangerous to continue. Right. There's other workouts where it's like, no, no, no. You're going to get through this workout. Yes, things are hurting. It's not an injury. You're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, But I'm not hitting the time anymore. It's okay. Just keep going. Yeah, I was battling a side stitch yesterday yeah. too. You know, like throughout that, that whole, not the whole workout, but more than half of the workout and it was just it was just sitting there and it wouldn't go away and I'm like that's gonna happen in a race too you know like just like you said that these things are going to pop up so when we push through them during our workouts yes our workouts are meant to improve our physical fitness but they're also there to improve our mental fitness as well our mental toughness to show you that you can push through these challenges and for that we have to be grateful for those struggles because they better prepare us for when those things pop up in a race situation or down the road or in life when things you know pop up that we are struggling with. All of these things that when we prove to ourselves time after time that we can overcome, that we can get beyond it, that's just further evidence in your file saying, I can do hard things. Right. And so that's why it's it's good to have struggles in workouts and it's good to be grateful for them because then when you hit a struggle in life, you don't just cave and be like, ah, well, it's a struggle and I don't do well at struggles. 
you can say, no, 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 I had that workout that I really struggled with that I'm not sure if I was going to finish and I had the side stitch and this and that and the other thing and I still did it because I found a way to get through the difficult situation. And so whatever the thing is in life, you're still going to be able to find a way. You can take your running sort of perseverance and flip that over to life and say, I, I get through difficult situations. I find a way to get this done. You know, that's that's a positive and that's something to be grateful for. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about how exactly we can do this, right? Because it can feel very awkward to just completely make the flip to from like all these negative messages that we're telling ourselves to then just flip and say, nope, I'm grateful, and then actually try to believe it, right? I mean, because that's the key. We can say things all we want, but actually believing those things can be a little bit harder. Right, and I mean, there's something to be said about just repeating the thought. And that works too. It, it works. Yeah, like, it does. It doesn't seem right. It seems illogical. You're not sure if you really believe it, but if you say it enough times, mm-hmm. your brain will start to believe that as totally. a fact. Right. But, but if you do, you know, feel very awkward about it, the first thing you can do as kind of like a precursor to like all the way switching to gratitude is just work on just detaching that negative judgment from the situation. So instead of saying this workout's going to be terrible, just say... I'm going to go do a workout today. Like just take out the negative judgment. Like it doesn't It wasn't to, positive or negative. It doesn't right. Like make it neutral. You know, go go from negative to neutral. Like stop saying stop attaching judgment to things before they happen. You know, and then stop attaching negative things to things after they happen too, right? Like, oh, that was awful. You're like, well, I got my run in today. Like, go to neutral, <laughs> right? Like you don't have to go and say that that was such a wonderful run. Like if you felt like junk during the run like if your body wanted to just give out on you like it's kind of hard to be like that felt amazing like no just no like, it didn't well I got my run in today and that's a good thing you know and I am grateful that I got my run in today and then later you can start to kind of say okay like what are these lessons I can learn what are the positive what can I come away from that run being grateful for and sometimes the answer is I got my run in today. I got my run in. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's the full extent and that's okay. But then the more you practice this, just taking out that negative judgment and then trying to replace it with neutrality and then trying to replace it with some positive aspects and some gratitude there, you're going to start to see a shift. Yeah, and the problem is that sometimes it's difficult to catch your negative thought. It hits mm-hmm. you so quickly and we move from And we spiral. Yes. We spiral. We move right from the initial negative thought, like I was saying before, of uh, this workout's not going to go well, and suddenly you've spiraled into this workout's not going to go well because I never do well on this kind of workout, or because I can't do this kind of workout. I'm not like that type of runner who succeeds on this workout, and it's so negative. In it, there are these absolute terms. There's such this like little dismissive thing as though it's some sort of justification for why that workout's going to be tough. Oh, I can't do that type of workout. Really? Says who? Have you never been able to do that type of workout? Like you can't find any single evidence? You were talking with our little, little one on this one of like anytime you use these like absolute terms, mm-hmm. it's a terrible way to argue because you don't have to prove that person completely wrong. You just need one tiny bit of evidence and it cuts all the way through never. Mm-hmm. Like just the smallest little thing and suddenly your entire argument falls down because it was based on the word never. Or always. Or always yeah. You know? Exactly. Uh, so, you know, and, and can't is a great one, right? So just because you haven't done something yet doesn't mean you can't do it. Like we tell our girls all the time, we don't, we're not allowed to use the word can't in this household. Like, and they're like, but mom, I can't do this. But really, we can't fly, you know? And I'm like, really? We can get on an airplane. Yeah, but we can't fly like birds, you know? Like, and they they try to like find these things. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just we haven't done it yet you know like yes we're not built like birds that's that's true but there used to be a thing that people didn't ever think that we could land on the moon and we did that that we couldn't fly and then we did that we created airplanes we created all these things like 
there's just because it hasn't been done yet doesn't mean it will never be done. And the same goes with you and your running. So don't say, I can't run a half marathon. You just haven't done it yet. If it's something that you actually want to do, you're totally capable of doing it if you find the right training plan. If you follow the right steps, you can do it. Yeah, you can do all sorts of these things. And one of my favorite, favorite, least favorite sort of blow it off, I'm just going to put this very simple excuse on top of it, is anything that starts with, well, it's just that. Just. It's just that. I mean, I would do this, but it's just that. Mm. It doesn't really matter how that sentence finishes. It's going to be a negative thought mm. because it's a limit that you're putting on yourself of, of just this. It's just that. I would be able to run a marathon, but it's just that I've got, you know, all of this work and these family obligations and this and that and the other thing. It's a built-in excuse and whatever follows it is going to be an excuse where you've limited yourself because you said just. And that's that's the trap on that one. So it's one of these things. Find these sort of dismissive comments and you just you put them out there as though oh well it's it's just what I say yeah but it's what you said out loud it's what you thought and if you follow that train of thought to its conclusion it's usually not a happy place it's usually a pretty negative judgmental thought that you have of oh that workout's coming I'm not going to do well on that workout follow that path all the way and it's not a happy place where it ends right take to it from a much more positive aspect yeah and we all do it you know so again detach the judgment don't feel bad that you do this like oh that means that must mean I'm such a negative person like nope again don't (laughs) don't feel bad about doing this just recognize when it happens and then start to train yourself differently okay that's all this is this is just another form of training your mindset is just another form of training that's why we devote an entire pillar to it in our real life runners training academy like we created a whole framework on how to become a better runner and it addresses things like effort levels pacing nutrition strength training mobility like all these things pillar number one is mindset because if you can't control the mind good luck trying to succeed in running right like there is so much mental toughness that is needed in running and this is a fantastic place to start just start noticing start trying to remove that negative judgment start trying to be grateful for those runs for those struggles for the fact that you have two legs that allow you to go out and run like that alone like there are so many people on this planet that are unable to do what we do so if you if you can't be grateful for anything else, be grateful that you can get out there and just run. All right, so that brings us to our new segment, which is the challenge of the week. Which I'm super excited for because you just told me about this. I did. We just paused the recording and I explained to Kevin the challenge of the week. All right, it's our new favorite segment. Can I do a drum roll for this one yes, also? Yes, you should. The challenge of the week. Yay! <laughs> All right, so... Obviously, we're talking about gratitude and we are specifically talking about gratitude for struggles. So those of you that are members of our tribe, this is your challenge. If you're not a member of the tribe yet, you can go to realliferunnerstribe.com to request access to the tribe. Um, That would be a a great place to start. We've got a, a private Facebook group where we connect with runners all over the world, which is fantastic. So members of the tribe, your challenge of the week and even if you're not in the tribe, you can still do this. You just won't have a, pl- a place to post it. Um, is to find a struggle that you are grateful for. Okay, so find something that you struggled with this week. So the challenge runs from Thursday, the day that we release the podcast, until next Wednesday. When and, we come up with our next challenge of the week. Well, yes, exactly. When we have the next challenge, well, the, the next challenge will be next next Thursday. Um, so sometime in the next week between um, today, between Thursday and next Wednesday, find something that you found challenging, something that you struggled with. If you can't find anything on your running or your workouts that you struggled with, like your strength training, anything, it can be something in your regular life. But we would prefer that it would be something connected to your running, to your workouts, something. To your general health and yeah, nutrition. health, nutrition, fitness, something like that, okay? Some, some aspect that you struggled with this week. And we want you to post in the tribe, I am grateful for blank okay fill in the blank I am grateful for and then it's whatever struggle it is Um, and then feel free to expand on that you know and and write whatever kind of post you want if you just want to write the sentence that's fine Um, but that is going to be your challenge of the week is to try to find 
the good. Try to find the gratitude within the struggles that you experienced this week. Yes, and it may, be, it may be a bit of a challenge because it's tough to say that. And typing it out is a phenomenal first step because mm-hmm. your brain will start working to why you're actually grateful for that thing. And then you can do what Kevin said multiple times during this episode and say it out loud. Say it out loud. So type it out and then say it out loud and then hit publish or use, post. Use all your senses. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's the challenge of the week if you choose to accept it. Um, As always, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 156. Now get out there and run your life.